So I believe that we're stuck in some sort of matrix and completely blind to everything <laughs> that is physical around us, guys. And I believe that we're souls in physical vessels that potentially had a soul purpose that many of us, including myself, have forgotten. Now, the reason why I have Susan Shumsky on the show today is because for more than 45 years, she has dedicated her life to spiritual growth and helping people um, tap into divine energy and find their purpose and teaching them how to meditate and co-create. For those of you who don't know what co-creation means, it's time that we wake up and learn how we can co-create what we want from our hearts in this physical reality that we call Earth. Susan, thank you for your patience this morning with all these issues and coming on the show to enlighten us, help us. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here with you today, Letitia. Thanks. So um, for those of you who don't know, I was using StreamYard before there was te technical difficulties. It took me about 30 minutes to get on this call, which was extremely frustrating. So I'm so glad that we can now commence. Now, Susan, for two decades, you say you have been, um, her journey started, and I'm going to read this. She For two decades, Susan studied in the Swiss Alps, the Himalayans, and around the world, and around the world under the direct guidance of Maharashami Mahesh, a yogi guru, someone who the Beatles also trained under in Deepak Chopra. Very intriguing. First of all, what was he like? Please tell us what he was like and how your journey started. Well, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi was the happiest person I ever have been, had the pleasure to know. He was always laughing, always cracking jokes. But more than that, he was really a spiritual master. I believe he was a true spiritual master. And he dedicated his life to creating peace on earth, really. That was that was what his platform was. And being around him was like being having the most incredible love you've ever had in your life, just waves of love coming towards you all the time. He had this vibration. He had this higher consciousness. And you could feel these waves of energy, these waves of bliss that just it was like you got it by osmosis being around him. So it was a very profound experience, and I was on his personal staff for six years in Europe. Interesting. Um, I know that you um, were a flower child back in the era, the hippie era, and it all started from there. And there was an Alan Watts book that you read that said, find a meditation guide. Can you tell us what that means for those that don't meditate? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when we were when we were hippies and <laughs> in the flower power generation, uh, we were seeking spiritual enlightenment. We were seeking higher consciousness. And we were told by our mentors at that time, who were like Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert, who later became Ram Dass, and uh, people like Alan Watts, you know, we thought we could get it through LSD. And that didn't turn out. That didn't work out very well, especially not for me. Yeah. Uh, but what I did find is that in Alan Watts' books, he said that you need to find a meditation guide. Well, you didn't exactly go to the yellow pages in mid-20th century and look for meditation guide or anything remotely similar to that. So uh, I asked a friend, you know, how can I find this meditation guide? Meaning somebody who can teach me to meditate, obviously. And he said, well, have you ever tried to meditate on your own? I said, well, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I lay down on my bed, Letitia, and I sort of asked for or prayed for a meditation. And immediately I was propelled into this ecstatic state. I could feel this cord or rush of energy rushing from the tips of my toes all the way up to the top of my head. And I felt like I was plugged into this cosmic electric socket, but in a most ecstatic way. So I had had my first meditation experience, but little did I know that I also had a kundalini awakening all at the same time, meaning this uh, sacred energy that flows through the body that brings higher consciousness is called kundalini. So, you know, that was my exper first experience of meditation. How come you were able to have that experience first off the bat? What did your meditation look like that day? I, just, I, I didn't even know what meditation was, really. I didn't even know you're supposed to sit up when you meditate. I lay down on my bed and just sort of asked for a meditation. And boom, it happened. <laughs> very lucky, very lucky. Um, okay, fair enough. And where did you go from there? How else did your spiritual journey evolve to the point that it is today? Yeah, so from there, a friend took me to the Transcendental Meditation Center. And so when I saw this picture of the guru on the wall, who was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, 
the guru of the Beatles, as you mentioned. I saw his photo and immediately I felt, well, here's where I can learn real meditation. So I, I did. I mean, I learned at the TM Center, Transcendental Meditation Center. And then I had such amazing experiences that immediately I wanted to study with Maharishi. I wanted to go to India and take his teacher training course. So I kept applying for the course and I applied again and again. And they kept rejecting me because they said I was too young. But eventually he allowed some of the younger students to go to India to study with him. And that was in 1970. So I went there in 1970 and really didn't look back. For the next two decades, I was in his various ashrams all over different places, India and then Europe, as I said, and then in the States and just all over the place. I was with him studying under his tutelage. And um, then I actually found something, some other type of meditation that I liked better. And it's called Divine Revelation. So I wrote a book about that called Divine Revelation. And then I started writing books and I ended up writing 20 books. I have 20 books in print, 36 foreign editions, and I've won 43 book awards. Mm -hmm. Well done. Um, for those of you, for those of us that don't meditate right now, what advice, what is meditation for? How can it help? And how can we start? Sorry, my cat was crazy. And how can we start today? Well, meditation can help you to become more centered, more balanced, more relaxed, more at ease, more confident. And there have been tons of scientific research done on it, actually. The scientific research started with my guru, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. He did... 500 uh, scientific studies while he was during his lifetime and there have been more studies that have gone on since after his death but it's been proven to reduce hypertension to to bring more calm and relaxation to help in academic performance to yes. actually even create a, a, a positive atmosphere uh, he even did studies on sending meditators to conflict areas, places at war, places where there was high crime. And they found that the crime reduced, that the wars subsided. I mean, meditation, in my mind, is really the panacea of all ills. It can yes. help every aspect of life. Uh, so and how can people start today? Well, I think the easiest way to meditate is what I call guided meditation. So in my recent books that I've written, such as Prosperity Meditations and these books that are actually closest to my head here, which you should be able to see if, if I'm on the screen, mm -hmm. uh, those books have guided meditations in them. Guided meditation is fantastic because you don't have to be skilled. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is follow the instructions step by step by step. The instructions are there and they, they guide you into meditation. And what I recommend is either some of my books are audio books as well. But even my latest book, which, which isn't an audio book, what I recommend is that you actually record the meditations onto a device Mm -hmm. And then get comfortable, sit comfortably in a chair, be in a cushy environment, and then start the playback on your device of the meditation that you recorded with your own voice. And then mm -hmm. your own voice will guide you into deep meditation. So okay. it, it really works. Interesting. All right, I'm going to start there. I'm going to test that out. So if I go to your website, can I see one of these guided meditations? Uh, if you get one of my books, you, you can, oh. yeah. You're supposed you can to get read one of my books. Board yourself. Is that correct? You can read the meditation if you wish. Just read it from the book, or you can record it. I think it's better to record it. How and do you then that. And. How do you record? Yes. Uh, if you have a computer, you can record on your computer. What are you recording? You're recording yourself re meditating, watching yourself. You no, you're recording yourself reading the meditation. From okay. the book, Interesting. you read the meditation from the book. If you like, I can read one of them right now. Would you like? Yes, please. Okay. So we could do the divine manifestation meditation. 
or the mirror we'll do the miracle making visualization how about that guys get ready get comfortable let's get ready one. you're going to do a meditation now this is a guided meditation so just close your eyes and keep them closed throughout the meditation until i tell you to open them peace peace be still be still and be at peace perfect peace perfect peace perfect peace be still and be at peace relax release and be at peace now take a big deep breath of relaxation breathe in and out Take a big deep breath of divine love. Breathe in and out. Take a big deep breath of miracles. Breathe in and out. Now relax and breathe normally. All things are created from formless thought stuff which in its primal state permeates and fills the entire cosmos. By repeatedly projecting an imagined thought into this formless substance, it manifests physically. Now visualize this formless substance as a blank movie screen in your mind's eye. When you frequently imprint a crystal clear picture or movie, image of a goal upon your mental screen it materializes in physical form now begin to form a single clear definite mental image of one goal you wish to attain one that aligns with your true purpose focus solely on the idea or vision of that goal Identify it as a precise picture or movie. Allow that idea to fully take shape and consume you. Take a few moments to hold a mental image of it. Then place it upon your movie screen and watch it play out. Now imagine yourself in the image or movie. See yourself fulfilling your goal while at the same time feeling deeply grateful that this desire, along with your other desires, is granted. Maintain a vital, sincere, deep, continuous feeling of gratitude for all the blessings of formless substance. Now begin to feel the emotions of that fulfillment. How does it feel to manifest your goal? What are you seeing, hearing, feeling in your body, in your mind? Envision all these feelings now as you imagine your goal is fulfilled. Now imagine your heart flooded with the golden light of fulfillment. And those light rays connect your heart to the goal portrayed on the screen. Your heart is unified, merged, and one with the goal on the screen. You are in full accord with your goal and you are at peace. Now take a few moments to revel in the joy and celebration of attaining your goal. Whenever you can take a moment, spend time contemplating your vision and give earnest thanksgiving that your goal is achieved. Frequently envision your clear mental image coupled with unwavering faith and profound gratitude. Now it's time to return from the visualization 
Just keep your eyes closed until I tell you to open them. With gratitude in your heart, now pretend to blow out four times as if you're blowing out candles like this. Let's just do that four times. Then return to inward and outward balance and open your eyes. Everyone open your eyes. Open your eyes and repeat, repeat audibly after me. Repeat. I am alert. I am alert. I am very alert. I am very alert. I am awake. I'm awake. I'm very awake. I'm very awake. I am inwardly and outwardly balanced. I am inwardly and outwardly balanced. I am in control. I am in control. I'm the only authority in my life. I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. Thank you, God, and so it is. Thank you, God, and so it is. So that's just an example of a guided meditation. That's from this right. book, Prosperity Meditations. And that particular one's about is a visualization to help you fulfill a goal. But in this book, there's tons of meditations, affirmations, mantras, and exercises to help you to attain prosperity and also to help you to fulfill your true divine purpose. I'm going to get that book. I absolutely loved it. And um, I'm a bit of a spiritual junkie online, so I watch a lot of things. And that was the first meditation I'd done um, that really helped me. So I was very stressed. This wow. Very calm. And um, I want to take it back a notch to all the newbies watching this, watching this. So basically, I've been watching someone else online that I really like and respect. And she's also, her, her purpose is teaching us how to manifest from the quantum field, quantum field, quantum, quantum manifestation. So meditation also helps us, and correct me if I'm wrong, to go back to zero point of stillness, all right, because vibrational energy going really still, guys. And then from that stillness, doing what she said, visualizing what we want, visualizing the vibration of that reality and consciously deciding to tune into that vibrational frequency with what she done, which was gratitude, visualization, meditation. So, wow, that was fantastic. It works. Guided yeah. meditation is the best form of meditation because anybody can do it. Cool. You know, people complain, oh, I can't meditate. Oh, I can't close my, I can't still my mind. Oh, I got to blank my mind. All those things are erroneous, by the way. Meditation doesn't mean blanking your mind. It doesn't mean controlling the mind. It means getting relaxed yeah. into a peaceful state. And as you described it, Leticia, into that zero state, a zero point state, which means <clears throat> absolute wholeness, absolute oneness, peace, uh, complete uh, feeling of being at one with unified with the universe, unified with yourself, feeling a content, absolute contentment. So that's really what you're seeking in meditation. I've got a question. You've got a book about finding your purpose. Many of us, including myself, have struggled for years to find our purpose. Sometimes I'll get so passionate thinking, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm absolutely about it. I write it down. And a few days later, I'm not about it. It's very confusing and frustrating. Um, so one thing that I've noticed is that there is an element of higher consciousness, connection um, in everything that I do. So, for example, with this podcast, I definitely want there to be substance in it. I want to talk about things that are deeper than just the aesthetic and deeper than just the material. I get very turned off when people are just about the material. Um, and for the apparel brand that I'm working on and launching, putting a lot of effort in, definitely want to raise the vibration um, help women or women understand that there's more to the eye, more than what we know, um, and break the mainstream narrative. Now, after doing that meditation there, I realized that, yes, we have to make sure that some of our, we have to confirm the tagline for our product, which I'm thinking could be co-create, co-creator, make that a mainstream word so people can understand that we're co-creators. How does one in the entrepreneurial business world um, come to terms with what their purpose is and stay aligned? Any tips for us? Well, I wrote a book, this book called Miracle Prayer. And in mm -hmm. this book, there's something called the Unlimited Thinking Exercise. In fact, it's also in this book, the one I just read out of. Same yeah. exercises in this book. 
So the unlimited, we're going to do it right now. Okay. We're going to do the unlimited thinking exercise. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to get out a piece of paper okay. and a writing instrument. <laughs> a bright instrument? A writing instrument. Oh, I've got that. We're going to do the unlimited thinking exercise right now. Okay, let's do this. So, so I, I call it the unlimited thinking writing meditation exercise. That'll help you to expand your thinking beyond small boundaries. Okay. So now that you've got your blank piece of paper and a pen or pencil, what I'd like you to do is use your imagination and write yep. a detailed list of what you would do day by day mm. if you had all the following unlimited resources at your command and if it were impossible for you to fail. What would you do if you had unlimited time, unlimited health, unlimited energy, unlimited optimism and happiness and self-confidence and self-empowerment? If you had unlimited fulfillment, unlimited intelligence, unlimited spiritual awareness, unlimited likability, unlimited love, unlimited compassion and kindness, unlimited resources, unlimited money, unlimited power, unlimited influence, unlimited success, and unlimited well-paid, happy, and devoted helpers. And as I said before, if it were impossible for you to fail, what would you do with your time? Don't write down a list of luxuries or what you would buy, such as jewelry, cars, things like that. Instead, please write how you would spend your time day by day and how your heartfelt desires would be fulfilled. Now, what I'd like you to do, if you are listening, watching this as a replay, I think everyone's watching it as a replay, right? This is not live. So what no. I'd like you to do is pause this right now. Pause this and write your list. And then after you have written your list, we'll, uh, we'll describe what it is you've just written. So pause it now. And now that you're back, now that you're back and you've written your list, I'd like you to look at that list. Look it over and guess what you've written? You have written a divine blueprint for your life. You have written, you have discovered your true destiny, your true purpose. You've discovered why you are here. Because what you've written are your true heartfelt desires, your true purpose. It's written right there. And guess what? It is possible for you to achieve these desires. Just by taking a little tiny baby step in the direction of beginning to fulfill one of these goals, just pick one of the goals that's on your list and just take a little baby step in that direction and see how nature comes together to help you fulfill that desire to fulfill would that you like, goal. Would you like to hear mine? And this is what we're I doing. I would love to hear it. I would love to. Yes. I have Please. an awesome, have an awesome podcast where I have, where I have, where I have fantastic speakers in the higher consciousness movement field, higher consciousness movement field. Love that. So I'm definitely aligned walking towards the right direction. Thank God. There's one. You already are doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Get my setup more comfortable because at the moment someone a sibling is staying with me so once i have that setup space space everything's just going to be a little bit more effortless and fantastic sounds yeah. great yeah fantastic all right so i had so, a few questions yeah you. so we've discovered our true purpose <laughs> yeah so happy about that sometimes it can be really overwhelming guys um susan what is the cause of anxiety and why do so many of us including ourselves have chronic anxiety even when i work on the e-commerce brand we or or whatever right with all these uh, i've got a list of tasks and yesterday i hired a va to help me which is going to take a lot of the stress off me but i've been working in a set of anxiety for years and i'm very tired of it what advice do you have for the community of people with anxiety Meditation, meditation is the cure. <laughs> meditation is a cure and affirmation. As soon as you feel stressed, as you as soon as you feel out of sorts, say this affirmation. Okay. And memorize it. And it goes like this. 
I am in control. I am one with God. I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I close off my aura and body of light to the lower astral levels of mind, and I open to the spiritual world. Thank you, God, and so it is. That feels so good, even just listening to it. So I'm going to pause the video. When, I, when I've got this live, I'm going to write that and document it. So anybody watching this, do that because we're tired of anxiety and there's no reason to feel it. You know, it's not, it's not pleasant, guys. Right. Um, yeah. Several of my books have, are just filled with affirmations. For example, this book, Instant Healing, which is my most reviewed and most popular book on Amazon. This book has 243 affirmations and prayers that you can use for all different situations. It has an appendix so you can look up what the problem is and deal with it. Same with these two books here. The, um, this is uh, Third Eye Meditations and Earth Energy Meditations. Earth Energy Meditations is particularly geared towards releasing anxiety and releasing yeah. what, we, what I call psychic, or let's, let's call it energy sponge syndrome meaning that you absorb, you're so sensitive, highly yeah. sensitive people who absorb energy as a sponge absorbs water. And mm-hmm. the thoughts are not even their own. Their feelings are not even their own. It's like you, you're feeling so anxious, Leticia. You're one of these sensitive people that needs to use the methods in this book, Earth Energy Meditations, to help you with that. And I'm many of them are affirmations. That gave me goosebumps. Why it gave me goosebumps is because, and I never said this out loud, because I knew as a child I was extremely sensitive. My mum knew it. But then the world made me feel as though I was mean. I was mean. I'm not mean. I became this um, type of person with short patience um, for bullshit because I was tired of being hurt. And so that does stem from my oversensitivity. I'm very analytical, and I do pick up the slightest energies. So... Guys, this does exist. Some of us are truly sensitive and we pick up energies. Exactly. So this is this is great. It got tons of guided meditations. And by the way, it's also an audio book. Okay. It's awesome. audio. Yeah. Yeah. You can get it as an audio book. What can you tell us about sensitive people and picking up energies? Yeah. So the thing is that people who are naturally psychic, naturally empathic, they start to go through their day and everyone they meet, it's like, oh no, more drained. It's like they're getting drained by everyone they meet throughout the day. And then by the end of the day, they just feel so spent, so drained. It's just like, they feel like they've been dragged through the mud all day. And then by the end of the day, all they can do is just lie on their bed. Oh, so exhausted, can't do anything. So that is the, the plight of, of many of us, many people who are watching this right now. So that affirmation that I just taught you, that I spoke, that is the cure-all, is, is one of the main cure-alls for that, because it's an affirmation of self-empowerment and self-authority, and that's what we need. We need to come back to center. We need to declare, I am in control. And by the way, whenever you speak an affirmation, it's best to speak it as though your higher self were saying it through you. Just pretend as though your higher self is saying the affirmation, not your ego self, not your small self, your big self, your unbounded awareness. What is higher self for those who don't know? Okay, so we have many different layers of our being. We have the mind, for example, we have the emotions, feelings, we have the intellect, we have the ego. But beyond all of these aspects of ourself, there is a higher self. And that higher self in India, they call it Atman. Uh, And in the West, we call it the I am or the I am presence. So that I am presence is your inner divinity. It is the wholeness of your being. It is the truth of your being, which is within you, which you can discover and realize and uh, it's possible for you to live from that level of consciousness where you know who you really are, 
who you really are is not who you think you are. You think you are this ego, this mind, this history, this bank account, this career, uh, these people around you, this mother, this father, these children. That's who we identify ourselves as, but that's not who we really are. We really are this divine, mighty being that is unbounded, that is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, that is all loving, all powerful, all embracing. That's the mighty I am that is within us. And whenever we say the words, I am, it's very important that whatever we say after we say the, those words, that that be something that we want to own. For example, if we go around saying, oh, I'm so unhappy, I'm so sick, I'm so tired, I'm so unworthy, I'm so depressed. If we go around saying that, just feel the vibration of that. That will, that will shrink your energy field. It will, it will weaken you. It will make you feel awful. But if you go around saying, I am happy, I am joyous, I am loved, I am healthy, I'm wealthy, I am wise, I am fulfilled, I am content, just feel the vibration how that has lifted the whole energy when you say these positive affirmations whenever you are invoking the mighty i am presence by using the words i am say something positive after you do that okay so let's not forget that and put reminders everywhere i am um sometimes i get really tired and then i keep saying out loud, i'm really tired i'm really tired so just switch that up What's your opinion when it comes to rest and when a person in the online world is really tired in the entrepreneurial journey? Listen to your body, take rest, balance. What is your advice for us? Whenever you get tired, go to sleep. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I and and whenever you feel frustrated or you feel off center, say an affirmation like the one that I taught you. And whenever you feel that you want to return to center, you can say an affirmation or you can meditate, meditation, go into meditation. When you really feel that need for spiritual nourishment, go into meditation. Okay, love that. Um, so do you think that all of us have a sole purpose or is it just, is there a mighty purpose or is it just to exist and experience earth? Now, every one of us has a reason that we're here and every one of us has a mission to accomplish whatever that is, uh, people's missions are going to vary. Everyone has their own unique mission. And uh, that little exercise that I gave you, the unlimited thinking exercise, can really help you and help others to discover their true mission, their true purpose. Isn't it true that many of us have come here to help wake the co collective consciousness up? I do believe that at this time, during the generation that I came up in and the generation that is happening right now, I do believe that we are here for a purpose of lifting the consciousness of the planet. And that's the reason why, coincidentally, it's not a coincidence, uh, in the mid 20th century, spiritual leaders started coming from India and bringing their uh, spiritual teachings to the West. And not a coincidence that the Beatles were with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and that their words and lyrics and songs uh, lifted the planet through bringing spirituality to the West, you know, and their message, all, all you need is love and so on. Love that. Um, mainstream didn't appreciate the Beatles putting out that message, did they, the mainstream industries? Well, the, the fact was it was the time of the Cold War. Mm -hmm. So John Lennon's ideas uh, didn't exactly fit with, uh, <laughs> with the propaganda that was going on during the Cold War and all of that. So, yeah. My sister had a question for you. Um, what's astral projection? Is it skipping timelines? And how can one start astral projecting? And is it connected to dreams? Okay, yes, astral projection can be be connected to dreams because what astral projection is is leaving your body uh it means the uh, it means taking your mental body out of your body and going around having experiences which we naturally do at night by the way in dreams we naturally astrally astral project during dreams mm -hmm. and that's that's natural uh, however 
doing it in an unnatural way in the sense of leaving your body and flying around, I do not recommend that as a spiritual practice. Mm. If you want to have fun doing that, that's, you know, it's up to you. But I do recommend meditation as a spiritual practice rather than astral projection. Because meditation is integration, whereas astral projection is a split. You're actually splitting. But forget about that. But forget about that completely. But my last question was, you said that you leave your physical body with astral projection. What did you mean by that? Did you mean the soul leaves the physical body? No, the mental body is leaving the, the physical body. The soul is always here, always present. And the soul is everywhere present. It's here, there, and everywhere within this, that, and everything. The soul can never be damaged, can never leave or go anywhere. But the, the mind, the mental body can project from the physical body and that splits you it splits you in half which i don't recommend that you do that oh what's your opinion in regards to dreams sometimes when i was a kid i used to love my dreams um i remember dreams where i was like you know flying over water and they were really memorable to me Mm -hmm. last week i had a dream and it was about someone that i knew and this dream was really intense and i woke up feeling some intense energy um, what is the significance of dreams? Are we communicating with other people or no? Or is it just our imagination? We can communicate with other people during dreams. And we can also ex- have spiritual experiences during dreams. We yeah. can meet divine beings. We can communicate with deities and ascended masters and angels and archangels during our dreams. We can resolve conflicts, conflicts, mental conflicts during our dreams. And we can have amazing, unbounded awareness, experiences of higher self, higher consciousness during dreams. So dreams are amazing. And, you know, what you could can, could do is when you have a dream that's interesting, you can write it down immediately as soon as you wake up and then ask your higher self later on in meditation, ask what was the significance of that dream? Love that. So last night before I went to sleep, I remember asking for a sign and I forgot what that sign was. But I remember when I woke up for a sleep moment at 3 a.m., it was profound. So I need to keep that pen and piece of paper next to my bed. Yeah, you can keep a dream journal next to your bed. And that's the best way to write down your dreams as soon as you because otherwise they'll, they'll just disappear if you don't write them down immediately. What did you say about asking your higher purpose for something during dreams? Did you say asking questions to your higher self before you sleep? Um, I did. I didn't mention that, but that is a good thing to do. Yes, you can ask for things right before you go to sleep. You can ask, first of all, you could pray for your goals to be fulfilled right before sleep. It's the best time to ask for goals to be fulfilled right before you go to sleep. And you can also ask for some specific thing to happen during sleep. You can ask a question and ask that that be answered during your dreams. Love that. Okay, love that. Do you think soulmates really exist and, or are there multiple soulmates? And if we're all one, then what is a soulmate? How can we be split off? <laughs> okay, so let's, let's answer the last question first. Yeah. There's this idea of twin flames that we are not complete unless we get back to our twin flame. Well, that's not really true because we are whole. We are we are unified. We are we don't lack anything. There's no need for us to unite with another individual for us to become whole. We are whole within ourselves. So that answers that part of the question. Are there soulmates? Yes, there are soulmates. You have many soulmates that you have sojourned with lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, and they keep coming back and bouncing back. And then you meet them and immediately there's a recognition. Oh, it's like I've known you all. You know, I've always known you. So, yes, those are soulmates. I haven't had that I haven't had that recognition, but I do have two guys in my life who are my best friends, and I dated them when I was a kid. And um, they've been around for 15, 20 years. One feels like a brother to me, and the other one, I don't know, like a past ultimate lover, but we can't be together. But I love him like a brother too these days. Maybe not like a brother, but, I, you know, a good bond, yeah. I'm single, and a lot of my friends are single, and they're searching for love. Do you have any advice for them? Don't look so hard. <laughs> It'll find you. 
<laughs> It'll find you when you least expect it. <laughs> yeah. My dad, who's very much into spirituality, said, forget about, you know, fixating on marriage or kids or whatever it is. Maybe it's not meant for you in this life. And I think on a spiritual way, he has a he he has a perspective worth noting. Sometimes maybe and I don't I don't really really care about kids, but some of us maybe our purpose wasn't to get married and have kids. Maybe it was something else. What's your opinion about that? That that's not for everybody. You just don't know. Well, yeah. Say so the thing is, I mean, I I don't have any kids. I've never been married, and I never wanted to. I never wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was a child, I never wanted to have kids. I knew I would never have kids. And um, didn't really care if I got married or not, you know. So everyone has their own pathway. And just honor your own pathway, honor your own purpose, honor whatever it is that you came here to do. Um, Many of us came here to just teach. Many of us came here to raise a huge, giant family. You know, whatever it is that's your mission, that's, that's the best thing for you. Don't go by other people's opinions, the peer peers or family. You know, many people will try to force you in a direction, say, oh, you've got to be normal. You've got to be normal. Why aren't you normal? You know, <laughs> but yes. the reality is you need to be yourself and yourself is your true divine self, which is filled with purpose, filled with power, filled with joy, filled with energy. That's who you really are. And expressing that expression is so important to express. Uh, that's the most vital things to to truly express who you are through whatever outlet, creative outlet, or the outlet of having a family, whatever it is that's perfect for you. Yeah, many things come to mind when you talk about that, but I'll leave that for another time. You have a a book called The Power of Auras. For those of us that don't know, can you explain what auras are? And would you be able to maybe see what color my stressed out aura is? (laughs) Okay, your aura is yellow right now. What does that mean? That means intellectual, highly intellectual, very much mental. Yeah, That's what yellow is, yeah. So yeah, The Power of Auras. Aura is your energy field, Mm -hmm. okay? So you have several sheaths. You have the physical body, this physical body, which is uh, called Anamaya Kosha. That means the food sheath, made of food, sustained by food, and becomes food for something else after it's dead. So that's the food sheath, Anamaya Kosha. And then you have the Manamaya Kosha, which is your mental, emotional body. And that is one of your subtle sheaths. You know, you have four subtle sheaths and with this one physical sheath. Yeah. So the mental body is your men- mind and emotions. And it's the, it's the body through which you have sense, sense perception, seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, and feeling is in your manamaya kosha. And then you have what's called vigyanamaya kosha, which is your intellect and ego body. And then you have what's called the blissful sheath or the Ananda Maya Kosha, which is your causal body. So these are all just, they pervade and permeate and surround your physical body. So your aura is surrounding your physical body and it is permeating, pervading through it as well. And that's your subtle body. And uh, so the aura, well, you can, some people, if they're clairvoyant, they can see the colors of auras and some people can see clairvoyantly better with their eyes closed rather than their eyes open so uh in my book the power of auras uh it's a fantastic book it teaches you all about different anomalies in your energy field and how to heal them and how to be able to read auras or see auras or feel auras or smell or taste or i mean not just seeing. Seeing isn't the only sense we have. We can feel auras. Most people feel better than seeing. Is your aura blue? Uh, right now, I think it is blue, yes. Yeah. All right, carry on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so, and also in that book, The Power of Auras, I teach you how to use dowsing tools to measure and 
and uh, be able to experience auras. So dowsing tools meaning pendulum, L rod, Y rod, uh, uh, di different types of instruments that you can use to measure the energy field. So it's really a fantastic book, The Power of Auras. I love it. Sounds extremely interesting. Yet another book to discover, guys. Um, yeah. yeah, but do you think you can be financially wealthy and spiritual? I was listening to Marina Jacoby, and I love her Quantum Manifestation series on YouTube. And she says that in order to reach the fifth dimensional state, our goal should be to be heart-centered and to give without expectation. Same way you came on the show today without expectation. And she said, if you can adjust to basically being donation-based or giving without expectation, it'll be great. If you can't, that's fine. What's your perspective in regards to this, your opinion? Okay, well, I wrote this book called Prosperity Meditations. And one reason I wrote this book is because spiritual people, people on a spiritual path, they tend to hate money. They tend to push money away. Okay. The reality is that money... Uh, is a good thing. Money is not evil. It's not the root of all evil. Uh, if spiritual people who have the best interests of humanity in mind, those of us who want the planet to change the planet for the better, those who want to do good in this world, if we spiritual people who want to do good, if we had greater resources at our command, we would have more power to do good. Mm -hmm. So obviously money is simply, uh, yeah. it's not good, it's not bad. It's simply a way that we exchange goods and services. And if we have more of it, we have more resources so we can do more good. So it's very important for spiritual people to, uh, if they want to do good, for them to have the resources to do the, do good. So that's my opinion about that. And the other thing oh. is that, that unfortunately, too many spiritual people think that if you are spiritual, you should not have money and can't have money. And if mm -hmm. you are rich, if you are wealthy, you can't be spiritual. And that's completely wrong. And it's just based on these erroneous ideas that we were brainwashed to believe since we were youngsters. This idea that money is the root of all evil and that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to have to attain the kingdom of heaven and all, all of these ideas. We need to uh, get rid of these ideas. So this book helps us to do that. Prosperity Meditations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, I love money. I love all things that money can buy. I love everything. Oh, good. That's a gr great affirmation. I love money, and money loves me. Thank you. It Appreciate comes to me often, and it stays with me always. I've got a question, and it's philosophical and spiritual, and I want your perspective. Yeah. So the question is, if someone's, if someone's providing some sort of spiritual healing coaching, and if they charge three, four, five, six hundred dollars $600 an hour, well, what if someone really needs it and they really can't afford that? At what point can you really truly believe that you're being heart-centered and of service to humanity when you are charging an enormous amounts? My answer is, well, if they can't afford me, they can go elsewhere. But there's an element of um, not heart-centeredness that I feel is there. What's your take on that? I believe that if somebody is truly in need and if they want to learn whatever it is we have to teach, that we should just uh, give it give it to them. And also, I think it's very important that we do things that are free. For example, I have a free prayer circle that I do every Saturday, and anyone can call in, and I'll pray for them. So it's important that we give generously, especially of our time. You know, anything that we can give is is great, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. So if we can all basically just, you know, obviously if someone's really in need, help them out, guys, when you can, right? That's part of being heart-centered. And partaking in activities that can help the community out. So, for example, one thing that I want to do is just offer um, questions and answers on Instagram Live for anybody stuck in the business world. Got a question? Ask me. I'll give you, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes of my time. That would be a great start. I think that's a great idea, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, one of our last questions, and I could speak all day with you, is um, chakras. You've got a book in regards to chakras. Lots of my friends don't know what chakras are. Um, can you walk us through what chakras are? Thank you. Yeah, I wrote this book. It's called The Big Book of Chakras and Chakra Healing. In fact, this book has had several incarnations. This is the most recent incarnation. 
Hmm. So uh, what's a chakra? Okay, so let's start out with prana. Prana is life force energy. In India, they call it prana. In China, they call it, call it chi. And in Japan, they call it ki. Life force energy is what keeps you alive. In the ancient scriptures of India, in the Upanishads, it is said that when prana is in the body, this life force energy, prana, when it's in the body, that is what is defined as life. And when prana leaves the body, that is what is defined as death. So prana, prana, pranamaya kosha is one of your subtle bodies, by the way. It's your life force energy body. So okay. uh, the pranamaya kosha, the pranic body, is your life force energy body. It's one of your subtle bodies, one of those five sheaths that I was talking about earlier. I just forgot to... <laughs> I forgot to mention it. So I'm um, glad we're mentioning it now. It pervades and permeates your physical body, but it is not on the physical level. It's, on the, it's in your subtle body. So if you were to dis dissect a corpse, you would not find prana. So uh, prana flows through specific pathways in your subtle body. Those pathways in India, they call them nadi. And in China, they call them meridian. So you may be fam more familiar with meridian, the, the idea, which is that the pranic energy or chi flows through these pathways, specific pathways through the body. And when many of those pathways intersect, they form a plexus. And the plexus is called chakra. Chakra means wheel. It means wheel, literally in Sanskrit. Mm -hmm. So it's a wheel because it has a hub. It's a hub of energy and it has spokes, which are radiations of pranic energy. Mm -hmm. So that's what a chakra is. That you have hundreds of chakras in your body. In China, they call them acupressure points. But in, in fact, you have seven major chakras, seven major chakras, the base of the spine and the and the pelvic area, the navel area, the heart area, the throat area, the third eye, which is the center of your head, and the crown chakra above your head. Those are the seven major chakras. And in this book, I discuss the 14 chakras, major chakras that are talked about in the ancient scriptures of India. Some of those are in your head, you know, in different places. So these chakras are what are keeping you alive. They're regulating yeah. and maintaining your physical body, but they are on the subtle level. They're not in your physical body. What could be a potential um, flaw or an issue that someone who has a yellow aura that you mentioned before, what, was, what could be a potential issue that someone with a yellow chakra would deal with? A yellow aura uh, is uh. Into, into, indicates high rate of intelligence, okay? Mm -hmm. The only flaw I could see in that is maybe uh, too much in your head kind of thing and not necessarily in your heart, but meditation yes. can really help you with that. I'm glad that you but said it, that. But generally, yellow aura is great. It means you're highly yeah. intelligent. Love that. <laughs> and I'm glad that you mentioned the heart because I was going to bring it back to our heart. Now, back to from auras to chakras, how do we open our heart chakra more? Okay, how do I open our heart chakra more? Well, we could do a visualization. All right, let's let's ask spirit for one right now. Let's take a let's take a deep breath and we'll close our eyes. Breathe in and let it go. Let's take a big deep breath of divine love. Breathe in and release. And take a big deep breath of relaxation. Breathe in. And let it all go. Peace, peace, be still. Be still and be at peace. Now imagine that within your heart, right there in the center of your heart, that there is a beautiful flame a small flame a flame of great beauty of great peace of great love beautiful energy soft energy 
Now just imagine that that flame is beginning to grow and glow. It's becoming brighter. It's becoming more and more radiant. It's becoming more and more beauteous. And that flame is getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And is beginning to flame up into a into a beautiful, beautiful flame, like a, like a fireplace within the center of your heart. And that flame is glowing and it's becoming more and more brilliant and more and more bright. And it begins to fill not just your heart, but begins to fill your entire body with light, with radiance, with peace, with joy, with energy. And that brightness of that flame is becoming brighter and higher and more brilliant and more beauteous and radiating and vibrating and filling your entire body with light. And that light is glowing and glowing and growing and growing. And it's beginning to fill your body. And now it's beginning to extend outward from your body. It's beginning to extend outward into your energy field until your energy field is filled with this radiant light, this beauteous light, becoming brighter and brighter and brighter, and now filling your entire home, filling the entire place wherever you are. This brightness, this lightness, this radiance is filling and surrounding you now. And now it's beginning to fill not only the place you are, but the entire city where you are. And it's expanding and growing and glowing. And now it's as big as the state or province where you are. Becoming bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter and filling the entire country, the entire nation where you are. Now beginning to spread to other nations, to other continents throughout the world. This bright, bright, beauteous divine light is filling the entire earth. And going outward, outward, outward into the universe, into the solar system. And outward and outward into the entire galaxy. And outward into the entire universe. And we are that light. We are that radiance. We are that divine love. That heart flame within us. And now let's come back into the body. Knowing that we are everywhere present and that divine light is with us and around us now and always. And we give great gratitude to God now. As we come forth from this meditation, just keep your eyes closed until I tell you to open them. And now let's begin to blow out some candles like this. And let's blow out several candles. And now begin to open our eyes. And if you don't feel like opening your eyes, blow out more candles and then open your eyes. Come all the way out to inward and outward balance with eyes open. And now repeat after me. I am alert. I am alert. I am very alert. I am very alert. I am awake. I am awake. I am very awake. I am very awake. I am inwardly and outwardly balanced. I am inwardly and outwardly balanced. I am in control. I am in control. I am the only authority in my life. I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected. I am divinely protected. By the light of my being. By the light of my being. Thank you, God, and so it is. Thank you, God, and so it is. Thank you. Um, for those yeah. of us who are new to this, um, when we were spreading the light, in, by the time we got to the city, the nation, the country, my, my mind slash ego was getting skeptical. But then I remembered that if this is a projection of this reality, we're projecting or creating as co-creators, we can definitely co-create our energy to go anywhere we want within this hologram or reality. What's your opinion in regards to... Um, is there a God in your opinion? Or there's so many words in the community. Is there a God or is it some higher consciousness that we are from? Well, you know, semantics. Some people call it consciousness. Some people call it absolute bliss consciousness. Some people call it God. Some people call it source. 
Some call it the creator. Some I think call I like it, sauce. I don't know. Which? Sauce. I think I like sauce. sauce. Mm -hmm. um, is there People any... have different names. Well, oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. I like the name God, but, you know. Oh, wow. Cool. Some, some people like God, goddess, mother, father, God, you know, different things. Whatever, different names. Resonates, whatever resonates with you viewers, that's it. Exactly. Um, and when you say an affirmation or you do a meditation, if you don't like the word God that's written on the page, just substitute it for whatever you want to say. Use whatever you want. Definitely. Now, I promised the viewers that we were going to talk about Laura, um, how to manifest. What is your tip, final tip for, for everybody out there who wants to manifest their reality? Is it as simple as visualizing what you want, doing those activities in your book? I'll leave it to you to explain. Well, Here's my final tip for manifestation is to make a firm and final decision that that thing that you're going to achieve that thing. That's all. All you have to do is make a decision. Just decide and okay. don't go back on that decision. Absolutely pursue it doggedly with perseverance and resolve and determination until you get it. Yeah. Okay, so you got to visualize it. you got to make it certain and know that it's going to be yours and align yourself with it by taking action. Um, That's one question, right. Do you always have to take action or is there certain things that might just come to you? Uh, well, it depends on what it is you're looking for, sure. <laughs> what the goal is. But in generally, yeah, you have to take action. Oh, so don't just sit at home doing nothing, guys. Susan, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. And um, I'm going to buy one of your books. Was that which one did you recommend for me for my affirmations? Was it Prosperity Manifestation or The Earth? The Earth cool. Energy Meditation, simply because of your tendency to be a little bit of a energy sponge. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Susan. And um, guys, say bye. Follow Susan on all the platforms that I'm going to link below and go visit her website. It was an honor, Susan. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's just been a pleasure to be with you, Leticia. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to disconnect the conversation there with them. I'm going to download this and hoping to God that this recording absolutely works. They said that <laughs> they said that at what they said that they save it to um, their cloud for 24 hours. That's great. Um, Susan, oh, great. my private yeah, my private question to you is I'm going to get that book this week. I'm going to start meditating to ease my anxieties. Um, oh, good. I'm, I work a lot. I get very stressed and overwhelmed, and I don't like that. Sometimes intuitively I feel like I shouldn't be working five, six, seven days a week. I'm ex like I'm always online. I need like t time mm -hmm. to rest. An example is going to bed at 11 p.m., getting off the computer, and then not being able to sleep till 3 a.m. because my mind's racing. It's not healthy. I can create an apparel brand, Pink and Savage, and succeed without having to work so much, right? Uh, of course, you can create any reality that <laughs> that your mind conceives. Okay. Whatever the yeah. mind conceives, that's what happens. Sure. I'm just going to focus on that with absolute confidence. My last question is, I really do want to attract love in my life for some unknown reason. I've wanted it for a long time. It's on my vision that I wrote down with you. It's just what I want, you know? So Great. what's your because I still don't have it. I don't know what to say. I mean, the thing is, it. when it comes to love, it's it just has to happen. You know, you, you can't you can't chase after it, really. I mean, you could go online and date whatever, but none of them online. But ultimately, what I would ultimately, the right person will come to you. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for sharing. And that was a manifestation related question. And um, what's going to come next is video editing. And I do have a, I do have some great, uh, a great prayer though. What is it? Uh, for, for attracting love. And okay. it's in, uh, it's in the book, instant healing. And it's probably also in this book, third eye meditation. I know it's an in instant healing though, for sure. Okay. And I think it's in miracle prayer too. I'm not. Mm hmm Awesome. I'll get onto it. And, I do have um, a great prayer. It's a great prayer for attracting the love, and it does work. Nice. I can't, I can't wait. By the way, you could also do a vision board. No, I'm that. going to do a vision board. My vision board needs do to be updated. a vision board for love. It, it worked for me. Uh, just go through the magazine and pick out, or through the internet and find a picture of somebody that you feel attracted, a, a right face now. that you feel attracted to, a, a body yeah. you feel attracted to. Stick it on your vision board. Say, my... My husband is, you know, is with me now. Or I am now married to my perfect mate and companion. 
Um, okay. He's perfect for me in every way, physically, mentally, spiritually, you- socially, emotionally, and who has compatible likes, interests, appetites, ideas, purpose. All of that is in the prayer, by the way. That's no in worries. my books. Um, I'll definitely start that vision board and I'll check it out, Susan. Yeah, I have Absolutely. to go, though, because I have another. I have to do a, I'll email another. you all the information, okay? Pardon me? I'll, I'll email you next week. Okay, great. Thank uh, you so bye. much for inviting me. Thank you.